Hi gorgeous, this is episode number 90 with the wonderful Elizabeth Valentine. Hi, this is Elizabeth Valentine and you're listening to Heart Cells with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy! I'm so looking forward to the interview with Elizabeth. This is going to be wonderful. And before we dive right in, this is my invitation to you to hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and sign up for the empowerment notes. These are my notes going right into your inbox weekly with empowerment, where I am sharing stories, where I motivate you, where I inspire you, where you have all the updates around Heart Sells Podcast, as well as what's going on in my life and in my business. So I'm a big believer of if I can do it, you can. And I'm also a big believer of taking my ideals, looking at them and thinking, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and sign in for the empowerment notes. It's once a week, the empowerment right into your inbox. And now we are diving in the interview with the wonderful Elizabeth Valentine. And she is a voiceover artist, singer, speaker, coach, and consultant. And she has worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, like Disney, Apple, Google, Fisher-Price, My Little Pony, and H&M. And through her company, The Voice Campus, she coaches entrepreneurs and business leaders on perfecting their public speaking, pitching, networking, and confidence skills. So dive on in with us and let's talk about how you can monetize now and can stop having these excuses or like having roadblocks how to overcome them. And it's going to be a wonderful conversation. So tune in now. Well, I am so super excited to have you on today, Elizabeth. And um, yeah, you have such an incredible story. So maybe you can give us yeah, a short intro as well. So people kind of get where you started and where you now, because I think that's really inspirational. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be on your podcast, Christine. So, I mean, I've always been a performer. I could sing before I could talk, like <laughs> literally, uh, or before I could talk properly anyways. Um, I started singing and being paid to sing when I was eight years old in the local church. And I got £1.50 for a uh, rehearsal and £2.50 for a service. So that was kind of my start. And I love, I loved it. So I've been able to monetize my voice since I was a little kid. I was performing all up through um, uh, school and high school. And, and really my big dream when I was a little kid was to be a Disney voiceover artist. And I just loved, I played Ariel from The Little Mermaid all the time. I'd climb up on this big rock and just sit there and go, and just be so in it. But I also did the witches. I did all the voices. Uh, and that was my big, big dream as a kid. And, um, and then I kind of forgot about it because I got into music and jazz and moved to London. I was in a pop band and I kept, you know, I was still working other jobs, I was, you know, um, but I just kept on course 
with, I knew I wanted to do something with my voice. I wanted to have that communication and, and connection with an audience or other people. So I didn't really think about the voiceover stuff for quite a while. But then uh, I, was, um, I was doing my music degree at the London College of Music. And I remember this is actually quite interesting because I remember I was working in a pub doing my, um, doing my uh, degree, but I was also t touring with Right Said Fred, actually in Germany all the time. I was in <laughs> Germany so much. Uh, I was the backing vocalist for them. And I remember going, oh, I want to make enough money by the end of the year from my voice so I don't have to work in the pub anymore, so I don't have to work as a bartender. And a week later, they phoned me from the Danish um, TV station. I knew someone who worked there that was being broadcast from London. And they were like, Elizabeth, we need a, um, we need a freelancer. Are you interested? Do you want to come and do a voice test? And immediately I was like, yes. And then I was like, oh, but I don't know. And will they give me the time off? And, oh. and some of the best piece of advice I got was from the leader of the school. And she said, always say yes. And then the rest will work out. Mm. And I was like, okay, yes, I'll come out. Instead of putting roadblocks, I was like, yes, I'll come out. So I went, did a voice test. And they were like, yeah, we can work with this. And uh, so my very first voice job was on national Danish television doing the, and next up this evening, we've got the new episode of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and in a way, that's crazy. I mean, it literally, I fell into it and... And then someone reminded me and they're like, but didn't you always want to be a voiceover artist when you were a kid? And I was like, oh my God, it's exactly what I wanted. So I've, I've now been the brand voice for that uh, TV channel. I still am. I speak to the Danish people all the time. I do movie trailers and, um, and it's great. I love it. But also then, you know, a little bit later, I got um, some agents, started doing some more stuff. And I was like, ah, I want to do character voices, which are, you know, the princesses and the witches and all those things. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to update my showreel. And I was playing around with my nieces, who I love dearly. And, and we were just making up characters, as you do when you play with little kids. Um, and, uh, and I was like, do you know what? I did a really, I did a witch and actually frightened my little niece. As it was very, very scary. <laughs> and she was like, oh, please stop. I don't like it. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. It's auntie, it's auntie. And I was like, okay, you know what? I have a gift for this. So I put my showreel out there and the phone started ringing. You know, Fisher Price, My Little Pony, all these toys. And I was like, wow, this is, this it's literally my dream is coming true. And now Disney are one of my main clients. So it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I kind of use my, my voiceover skills and expertise um, to quality check their Danish voices. And sometimes I do some voicings for them. So, you know, I'm getting closer to that, to that role uh, of Ariel in, uh, in The Little Mermaid that I desperately wanted to be as a child. Wow. What a, what a beautiful story. And I, I just love it because sometimes you forget about our dreams, right? And we need yeah. a little reminder. And then it comes back with such a force that once we decided to go for it and do the right steps one at a time, 
saying yeah. yes and yeah. seeing what's going to open up, just trusting that something positive will happen, then, you know, you can really experience magic. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And, and if I had just gone, oh, well, I don't know how, oh, am I good enough? Am I this or that? It's like, I mean, I still had all those feelings, by the way, but yeah. it's like, no, you just say yes, and then you figure it out. Yes. Yeah, I would love to talk to you about self-worth, but yeah. I do have a question before. I don't want to forget. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when you were paid for the very, very first time, you yeah. the voice, the one pound 50 or yeah. whatever it was, how did you feel? You know what? It felt so good. And I remember getting my paycheck my first I actually really vividly remember getting my first paycheck and obviously it was it was not very much but for an eight-year-old child it was massive Mm. and I was and I think also that has um I think that has influenced my mindset around being paid for my talent ever since because I've always been paid for what I was good at and so it should be but I think often especially in the creative fields, I think people have, uh, have a belief that, oh, no, you have to be a struggling artist. Oh, there's no money in the music business or no money in the creative fields. And, and that's not true. Hmm. Um, it's about finding a way to get paid. Yeah. And it's also believing that, that what you have brings value, so you should be compensated for it. Yeah, I, I definitely love that mindset. And it leads right into the self-worth I wanted yeah. to talk to you about <laughs> as well. So if you are a struggling artist or a mm. struggling coach, therapist, healer, because um, I've seen over and over again that very heart-centered people, they just want to give, mm. right? And because something comes to us, you know, the, our gifts or talents or what we really practiced a lot and trained a lot so we're getting better and better and better yeah um, it it's just so enjoyable to do that thing mm-hmm. that often we forget the business part yeah so what what could you kind of what advice or what story could you share with us that if somebody is still in the situation where they are not paid well mm-hmm. enough yeah, um, they can start shifting their mindset and really start going for it and taking good care of themselves. Yeah, I mean, it is that thing. Well, it's that cliche that that when you're on the plane, you put on your own uh, life mask, air mask. Yeah. What is it called? That yeah. thing. You put that on yourself first before you help other people. And and I so I so relate to it. We desperately want to help. We know we can make a difference, and then we forget to look after ourselves first. And, and one of the things I do believe, uh, it comes from a place where you haven't actually acknowledged your own value or your own worth or the worth that what you can bring to another person is really valuable. So I want to, I want to share this story with you that actually totally changed my, my mindset on this. So I was in New York a couple of years ago being coached by this amazing jazz, uh, jazz singer. And it was in the, you know, this basement of this jazz club. And he was like, 
in his 70s, totally Harlem, like, you know, and he had the hat on and he had the silk scarf and he was so suave. He was fabulous. Um, and we were having a little chat before this, um, before the singing coaching was starting. And, and he was so, Elizabeth, why are you not, you know, why are you not doing more? Why are you not performing more? Boom, boom. You know, just having a general chat. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'm not quite ready or maybe I'm not quite, you know, maybe I haven't quite prepared enough or maybe I'm winging it or, you know, just lots of wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And he was like, oh, this is the problem with all the performers. And I would also say this is the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs or, um, or business people who have to sell, especially if they're new, uh, newly started. He's like, so he's like, let me tell you this story. So you're there with 10 loaves of bread underneath your arms, just regular toast bread. And a starving man comes up to you and goes, please, can I have some of your bread? And you look at him and you look down at your bread and you go, well, I mean, uh, my, my bread isn't quite good enough yet. But I tell you what, when I have better bread, you know, the really good stuff with raisins and walnuts, then you can have some of your bread. Then you can have some of my bread. And you walk away from this starving man who doesn't need your fancy smancy bread. He needs the bread you have to give right now. Mm. He needs what product you have, the service, your skill, your gift. He doesn't need your perfect version. He just needs what you have to give right now. And I think if you think of selling like that, well, then you're just being selfish. And a lot of us who maybe shy away from sales or who don't maybe truly deep down feel that we have something to give that is a value and a value that people are wanting to pay for. If we look at it like this, it's like, no, but hang on a minute. I'm being selfish. If I am not allowing this person to buy whatever I have, because I'll tell you what, Christine, someone is going to need the product, the service or the gift or the coaching or the training or whatever it is that you have to sell. Someone's going to need that now. And you're still going to keep on getting better and better and better, but they need what you have right now. Mm. I so agree. And that's such an impactful story. Isn't it? If you see it that way, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. And that was how I felt. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But, and now if people ask me to sing, I sing. Maybe, okay, my voice isn't warmed up. Maybe I feel a bit crappy. Uh, maybe I just had a cold. Maybe this, that, and the other, whatever. All these excuses. But you know what? If people want to hear me sing and that will bring them joy, Who am I to be selfish mm. with my gift? Yeah, to hold back. To hold back. Yeah. And, and to hold back from creating our business or bringing whatever we have to the world. And, and I think that, that that mind shift should help you go, hmm, okay. And the other thing that I want to talk to you about was really getting clear on the worth and the value of what you have. Mm -hmm. to um to give 
Um, I'll share a little technique that um, was taught to me by one of my music mentors. Again, when I was, you know, going, oh, yeah, but I don't know. Should I give up the music? Should I focus on this? Should I focus on that? Boom, boom, boom. And, you know, and I didn't feel like I had very much to give at that point. And I think we all go through those. I think we all go through those sometimes, especially when you're creative. And he said, okay, Elizabeth, let's look at the evidence. <laughs> let's look at the evidence. So did you uh, get picked up to sing at this big uh, jazz and blues festival? Yes. Okay. Did they call you back and say, can you also be a special support act for the main, for the main, um, for the main uh, headliner? It's like, yeah, they did. Okay. Did people, were people engaged when you were performing? Yes. Okay. Were, did people buy your CD? Yes. Did they queue up to get an autograph? Yes. He was like, okay. So looking at all those pieces of evidence, can you say that you're no good? And I was like, well, no. It's like, <laughs> no, you can't. So I think this is a really good exercise. It's best to do it with someone. But it's a great exercise I do with my clients all the time where we look at, okay, so do you know that your coaching has that changed someone's life for the better? Yes. Are they a happier person? Yes. Um, have they gotten more sales in their business now because of what you've taught them? Yes. Ergo, we have solid evidence that what you have is valuable, so you yeah. should be paid for it. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. And I, I think the the issue or the challenge is that if it comes with no effort, mm. then it's really hard for a lot of people to ask for money. And yeah. it's, it's especially hard for them to ask the price they really, really wanted to charge. Yeah. So there is still this negotiation and I see that over and over in, in my clients, like how to package something. Yeah. Now I got this beautiful package and I know it's life transforming, but mm. now what kind of number do I put on it? Yeah. It's right? hard. It, it is hard, but the, I think the important thing is, and I love that you just mentioned in your other story where you were in New York in that jazz mm. um, basement. Yeah you are still investing in yourself. Oh, all the time. You were there to take classes. Yeah. Right? So it is a journey. You have your bread now, but you know, with every penny or cent you invest in yourself, your bread becomes fancier and fancier. Yeah. Or, you know, the amount of uh, bread grows. Yeah. So that you can give more. Yeah. And I, I think that when once you really start asking for what you truly desire, mm. so liberating inside. And then maybe you think it's like, that's such a huge investment to ask for. But yeah. when the first client paid it, you have that evidence. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And I figured out on my journey, the more a client pays me, the more they do the work because they are yes. higher invested, right? Yeah. They're invested not only with their time, their money, their emotions, they really want to see those results. So they do what it takes. Yeah. If I'm really not high invested, you know, it's not going to hurt that much. It's not yeah. going to be a 
loss. So, and, and, you know, I see that sometimes in myself when I buy a course and it's mm. not such a big investment, I just think, yeah, that's nice to have yeah. a tiny object and it's, e- it's an easy ask and you can yeah, yeah. go for it. Well, if we're truly honest, I don't really remember finishing a single one of those courses. Yeah. And that's the thing. And also, if you charge much less than you're really worth, people are going to think you're not that good. Mm, yes. As well. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah, I, th- I know I, I absolutely agree with, with everything you've just said. And you know, it's like we don't reach a magical point where it's like, ah, I'm finished, I am back, I am done. And then you just stop growing because it's like, no, because the market's going to change all the time. I have three vocal coaches. Yes. I have one in Los Angeles. I have one in Denmark. And I have one here in London. And I work with different things on them. But um, the one in Denmark, you know, I've been the brand voice for this TV channel for 10 years now, um, three years as a freelancer, but, but the past seven, I've been the main, the main voice. But things change in seven years and I have to keep developing myself and I have to keep following on with the trends. And, and if I don't have someone to coach me and help and push me and help me get better, well, maybe then my client would be like, mm, yeah, Elizabeth sounds a bit old fashioned now. Let's go, let's get someone new. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you have to keep, you have to keep sharpening the sword. You have to keep getting better, but that doesn't mean that you should not start where you are now. And I think that's the thing, especially for women. I think, I think we have so, oh, but I just need to get a little bit better yes. before I can start. And it's like, no, you start where you are now. And, and then you build and build and build. And also you build your price. I mean, I charge more now than I did, you know, five years ago or even last year. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it's evolving. It's evolving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's, I think it might be also important that people understand it's their business mm. and change the price or the investment whenever they want. Yeah. When, you know, when they feel it's, you know, I'm giving more than I'm receiving, well, higher your price. Yeah. Make it, yeah. Make it that it feels good for you so that, you know, you are the one putting on the os- um, oxygen mask first. Yeah. That might be that you're charging not enough and it doesn't feel good for you. Yeah. So you need to get to that place where you um, secure <laughs> yourself so that you can keep giving. Yeah. Because, um, what what I what I see in people is when they don't charge enough. Yeah. On clients, and then they get frustrated because yeah. the client said yes, and they kind yeah. of put it on the client that the client mm. takes advantage of them. But the truth is, you made the offer. Exactly. So it's it started with you. Of course, yeah. the client is gonna take whatever they can get at an amazing yeah. offer, right? Of they are smart. You yeah. Don't, you don't have stupid clients. So. Yeah. You want to make sure that you ask for the right things right at the beginning. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I mean, I, I know this personally when I've kind of gone, okay, well maybe, 
okay, fine, I'll, oh, I'll do it for that price because I want the client. But actually, it's not felt good. I've not had the right feeling in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I go much more. I'm much more selective about the clients I have now because I'm like, if it doesn't feel right, you're not the right client for me. And, you know, and I actually recently just had that reaffirmed with a client that it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare from start to finish. I really resented doing the work. I resented, I resented the client because it just wasn't working. Had I charged maybe four times more, I, I would have been okay. Yeah. Um, but, you well, know, they would have said no. <laughs> or they would have said no, which would have been good. I know. Yes. Yeah. I would love to um, have that conversation a little bit longer. Um, So to finish off this episode, Mm -hmm. um, is there a mantra you would love to leave us with? Yes. Something you're using for yourself and let us know what it is and why you have chosen it. Okay. So I heard this mantra um, not too long ago, actually. And I was just like, yes, it's brilliant. And I don't know who said it. So uh, maybe you know. So here goes. If you want things in your life to change, you have to change things in your life. Mm. And I just love that. If you want things in your life to change, you have to change things in your life. It's brilliant. Well, let's start start the second interview off with that because I definitely want to go into that. That's so (laughs) fabulous. So let us know where people can find you. Yes. So uh, you can find me, Elizabeth Valentine. Elizabeth with an S, not a Z, because I'm Danish. Uh, You can find me on all the social medias, um, on Facebook. It's great to contact me through Facebook. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram. Twitter, I don't really use. Um, And on Instagram, it's Miss One Valentine. Because Elizabeth Valentine was taken. How rude. <laughs> yes. I know. Well, I put all the links in the show notes. So okay, perfect. Yeah. One click to Great. find you. Thank you yeah. so, so much for being on the show today. It was such a pleasure and fun. And uh, I loved what you shared. So I can't wait for the second interview. Perfect. Thank you so much, Christine. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Elizabeth. I just had so much fun with Elizabeth and time just flew, but wasn't that just amazing? I'm so grateful that you are listening and I hope you get so much out of this. I really could picture the amazing story she shared that one of her coaches and mentors told her about the brat, right? That you already have what it takes that you just need to stop having excuses. I just loved it. So to be updated all the time, make on sure you are hopping over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and sign up for the empowerment notes, my weekly notes to your inbox to empower you on your journey, to bring to you motivation, inspiration, insights, knowledge, and also all the updates on Heart Sales Podcasts. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm so happy that you are here and all the best till the next episode. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world and bye for now.